no idea what Tooze is doing. He disappeared on me. He's sitting there. I can see him. And I, I, I want to bring him in, but he's been muted now for like five minutes. I'm like, I'm yelling at him like, Tooze, we're late. Like, we, we're supposed to be going already. And he's sitting there doing something. So while we wait for Tooze, I don't know if anyone's paying attention to the Oilers because we are a hot tire fire. But uh, McDavid just got like maybe the luckiest bounce goal ever. It's 3-1. Go oil. Uh, go oil. And set. Uh, you fine folks are here tuning in for with, uh, with us for Mashup 81. So uh, cool to have you guys along. Hopefully the Oilers pull it out. Karen Showalter, I hope everything's well in the uh, United States of America. Now, Tooze, what are you doing? Like, I'm, I'm bringing him in. I'm bringing him in. He's like, I, I, I have no idea what he's doing here, folks. Like, he's been he's been looking at me like, look at this. He's he's upset. I have no idea what he's trying to do. You're muted still. Are you coming in from Ashup eighty one, or are we just are we just going to call no, it what it is no, just, and just be leave done? It off to the side. You, off. <laughs> I just I, I don't even want to be here right now. I'm so fucking mad. I don't know what am I just going to like show you guys stuff off my fucking phone. What, what are you trying to do? Like me, I just uh, me and two show up at eight thirty, folks. We sit here, we have a grand and old chat. Then we chat. just sit here. Yeah, we're just we're we worried have a grand about, old chat. Like, if you had something you were supposed to be doing, uh, anyways, we're worried uh, about what our six month plan is. And I'm like, we got stuff we need to worry about tonight. Okay, like, can oh, I can oh, I get oh, on oh, the oh, headline? Oh, are you gonna uh, wait a second? Are oh you are God. you gonna do anything here? Or are you get, do you want me to do it? Mashup eighty one. It's brought to you by HSI Group. Do you want to rant? I don't know. Carry on. I'm listening. I can even mute myself if you'd like. All right. You know what I want to rant about? People who come to this country and don't know how to fucking drive. And I'm not going to say what country they're from. It could be any country because then you can't say I'm racist. It, it just it could be anywhere. But here's the thing is you can always tell how a person drives by the way they drive a shopping cart. And there's always one aisle in the grocery store that's an absolute clusterfuck and it's the international foods aisle and just you guys do whatever you want on the road but just quit fucking with my grocery shopping let me go in there and buy some fucking food that thing is always a fucking tire fire it's it's like the oilers on steroids just everybody's piled up on top of each other and nothing's fucking getting accomplished seriously just i don't know why People come here from other countries, and I don't know if there's no shopping carts where they come from, but they can't use the shopping carts. All right, show people your shirt, would you? Would you, or is that for later? Is that are you going to show them what what what's going on there? There you go, folks. Uh, I I didn't get one of those, but uh, I think you can read. Uh, that's well, that's pretty cool. uh, don't sorry. be a don't be a rooster slurper. Uh, yeah, yep, that's basically that. what it says. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Mashup eighty one. You gonna you you want to talk HSI this week? You're giving me a hard time. You said I looked tired last week or something. No, uh, I think the word I used was old, and oh, it's old. even worse this week. Mm. Right. Cool thing about HSI Group. I don't know if you ever picked up on this or not, but because uh, you do the same ad read, you did the same ad read last week as you do on the on the regular podcast, but they do a lot in terms of farm security. And I know lots of people, even in the Lloyd area, farms, acreages, stuff getting busted into, stuff getting getting ripped off. And uh, and they do, if you actually go to hsii.ca. And, and you heard that right, correct, hsii.ca. He wasn't yeah. uh, stuttering. They got a lot in there about home security, uh, security systems, cameras, and... Uh, you know, the, the fancy automated gates that used to just be for really stupidly rich people and drug dealers and stuff, but now you see them in farms and whatnot. <laughs> they do all that kind of stuff. And so if you or somebody you know has been getting you're, stuff used from If them, you're part of the milk mafia and you need a functioning gate just like the drug dealers have, is that what you're saying? Actually, they are drug dealers. They Ice cream is a fucking drug. They're like, oh, yeah, just the first one's free. And then you get all the other ones, and all you taste is that wooden spoon. But yeah, yeah. So hsii.ca or give them a call 306 825 6310. That's HSI. They go a little bit further than local. When you look at some of their um, oil field stuff, they go all the way into like BC and, and everything like that. So we got a couple articles this week on BC, and I'm I'm not so sure I want to go back into BC. Just saying. All I'm saying is, if I lived in BC, I'd want one of those games. Actually, you you are right there. Yeah. If you're living in BC, you might want to give HSI a, a call or check mm -hmm. out hsii.ca. Okay, shall we get into the show today? I suppose we should. All right. I, I yeah, not super happy about everything, but whatever. <laughs> Try that in Toronto. Now, do you want the video this week? Do you want the rapper video? Or can I yes. just read it? Oh, you, you definitely do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, folks. Here, you know, Sean and his laughter of, of what the heck was going on. Do you think Sean pulled it up? No. Oh, why would Sean do that? Here you okay. go. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Make sure here we, we get go. some audio. So it says, when your PM is such an embarrassment that even American rappers roast him during their concerts, here we have Little Darky at Danforth Music Hall Theater in Toronto on November 7th, 2023. I mean, to be honest, he did name himself after the Prime Minister. But I'm curious what some Canadians think about this question. Raise your hand if you are happy with your government. I mean, that's even better than the Let's Go Brandon song from Kid Rock. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's Sounds funny. I was I was thinking, well, yeah, and I was thinking to myself after the show that QDM, myself, and you did last week or a couple weeks ago. A couple weekends ago, yep. That I was like, well, you know what? I wonder how 
widespread. You know, where where could you get away with? Because I had a lot of jokes at his expense. Although, granted, the guy is a fucking joke, and I've had a lot of he's had a lot of things at my expense over the years. So it's only fair. But yeah, I was thinking afterwards. I was like, you know, I wonder how acceptable it would be to just do shows in other in places other than Lloyd, where you just ripped on our shithead of a prime minister. Right now, I feel and like you could do it. Yeah, yeah, you can. You can I mean, do it he just wherever. proved it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he did that in Toronto. I'm sorry. I thought this was America. ABC Supreme Court lawsuit filed by addiction harm reduction nurses claims BC's new law barring public use of drugs is unconstitutional, twos, and alleges the Harm Reduction Nurses Association's notice of civil claim. The province is not meeting its obligations to provide overdose prevention sites as per a ministerial order. Citing hundreds of deaths in 2023 alone due to overdoses in B.C., the suit alleges prevention sites and supervised consumption facilities are being blocked in communities due to public backlash and lack of support from the local governments and regional health authorities. The law in question is a recently passed Restricting Public Consumption of Illegal Substances Act. That law, which received royal assent on November 8th, is aimed at moving use of fentanyl, heroin, cocaine, methamphetamine, and MDMA away from the public eye and into overdose prevention sites. In January, B.C. decriminalized possession of 2.5 grams of hard drugs for personal use under a federally approved three-year project. The leg legislation covers playgrounds, pools, parks, beaches, sports fields, bus stops, and entrances to businesses and residential buildings. It would empower police to direct a person to stop the drug use, order the person to move elsewhere, or arrest the person and seize the substance. The nurses claim said the the nurses claim said the legislative process did not allow public participation. Said multiple groups throughout BC had opposed the bill when it was introduced in the legislature. <sighs> Quoted, it will put the health and safety of people who use drugs at extreme risk, especially given a dire lack of safe, legal places to use drugs and overlapping drug and housing crisis in B.C., the claim said. You know what we need to go back to? Death trap playgrounds. Because here's the thing, like everything they have now with pneumatically limited merry-go-rounds and that super soft rubber stuff instead of the sand that forms puddles everywhere and is all gritty and everything like that. And, you know, those random things that you run on and everybody breaks their arm on and, and slides that go down at like an 83 degree angle, all that stuff that just cut a swath through the grade three class every year. If we still had those playgrounds, this wouldn't be an issue. You would, you mean to tell me that you're going to get, you know, just shoot yourself full of heroin and then you're going to go on that merry-go-round that'll break the sound <laughs> barrier? No fucking way, right? This, if if we still had actual developmental playground facilities instead of the coddler playground facilities, they'd be like, no way, dude, I'm not going to fucking hear that, right? Can you imagine being... A part of a lawsuit against the government where you want to put you want to put drugs into playgrounds, pools, parks, beaches, yeah. sports oh, fields, yeah. bus stops, and entrances to businesses and residential. How buildings. the hell are you going to snort cocaine on the bottom of a swimming pool anyway? I mean, cold day in hell for those people. I'm telling you. 
John Horgan's coal-powered rise. Former BC Premier John Horgan has been tapped by the Prime Minister to be Canada's ambassador to Germany. In making the announcement Wednesday, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau called Horgan a passionate public servant and an experienced leader. I am confident, quoted, I am confident that he will continue to serve Canada well and help advance our two countries' common interests in this new role, including our shared commitment to building a clean future with good middle-class jobs and a strong economy that benefits everyone, Trudeau said in a statement. I'm happy John to have Horgan. John Horgan representing the us former abroad. NDP Premier of Alberta. I get the fact that World War II wasn't really awesome for anybody and that the Germans were definitely out of line. But first, we kicked their ass in World War II. Then we told them to kick rocks when they came by asking for natural gas. And now... We're sending them John fucking Horgan of the NDP as an ambassador. Correct. What the fuck did they do to piss us off this much? Those poor Bavarian assholes. Could you imagine? You're like you're all excited, like oh, oh, we got the new, we got the new, uh, we got the new ambassador coming in, and then he just shows up and he's like, "Hi, where's your free shit? I'm a socialist. I'm this idiot that I'm. I'm the guy who." personally single-handedly squashed the canadian west coast tourism industry because i was an asshole i did a whole bunch of stupid things over the years all of this two and a half milligram stuff the legalizing of getting high in fucking playgrounds yeah that's all me okay so when's Oktoberfest? right so this guy it's interesting though so this guy june 2006 he becomes the energy and mining critic for the NDP when the Liberals are back in charge. 2017, he becomes premier. 2020, he decides to call a snap election, you know, doing that whole capitalizing in the unrest and the opposition so that he can seize the supermajority. I don't know if you've ever seen anything like that happen in Alberta, for example. Although this one actually went to plan. Okay. And then November 22, he resigns as premier. August of 23, he um, is supposed to be a board member of a new foreign mining company, like where tech resources are going to split and the coal mining side of it. He was going to be a board member for them. The NDP, we hate everything that isn't wind and solar is going, is going to be a to be board member board. of a fucking coal company. Okay. Correct. All right. And in April of 23, Germany had decided that they needed to dismantle wind farms so that they could start digging for coal underneath them. Okay. Correct. All right. Because they couldn't get any natural fucking gas. Right. So then this guy goes and now all of a sudden he's the ambassador to a country who's dismantling wind farms in favor of coal. This whole thing is just a little bit weird and a little bit too greasy even for the NDP. Okay, to, yeah. <laughs> no no worries. No worries. If it isn't BC, the next place is always going to be Calgary, isn't it? It's always going to be well, it's Jody be... Gondek, and then and then you had Nenshi before. <laughs> they just 
Cal. What are we? What are we going to do, Sean? When these people aren't in charge anymore, we're going to have nothing to talk about. Probably retire. Um, Yes. You know, Calgary's struggling to find new ways to pay for everything stupid. Starting in December, new fees for residential street parking in select Calgary neighborhoods will come into effect. I'm going to say that one more time. Starting in December, new fees for residential street parking in select Calgary neighborhoods will come into effect. You heard that correct. Under the newly proposed pay plan, one parking permit in residential parking zone will cost $30 per year, $45 for a second, and $70 for a third. Visitor permits are now $45 each. So when you... you pay to park park in front of your fucking house. Correct. You're like, okay, this is my house. Yes. Okay. And I own it. Yes. And now you need a parking permit. And I need Correct. a parking per- permit to park in front of my fucking house, right? Now, there's certain high traffic areas where this has existed for a long time, right? It's Which is fairly understandable because people are like, I can never park in front of my house because somebody's always just randomly parking there because they're working a couple blocks down the street, right? Places like around the university and downtown and stuff like that where you pay a couple bucks, which is fair because they got to process an application and verify that it's your address and print off a little thing that you hang off the rear view mirror, right? Fair enough. I get it, right? But but this is just everybody. It's just a cash grab, right? And now they're also looking at an 8% hike. Huh. 8% annual, by the way. Yeah, inflation's only 2%. 8% annual fucking hike in property taxes, all right? Now... The way they fucked around with the mill rate when Nancy was in charge, they and so the mill rate goes off of your house's assessed value. Okay, so if the mill rate doesn't change, but housing values double, the amount of property tax generated by the city effectively doubles, right? So for doing absolutely nothing, if house prices go up, your property taxes will go up respondently. Okay. And so now, on top of that, they're looking at an 8% increase. So how much fucking money do they need? I mean, they they fumbled the whole uh, solar panels on top of the new super stadium thing, which shouldn't have happened in the first place. They spent $2.5 million on the Spider-Man spooge we talked about last week. Right? I forgot about the Spider-Man spooge. Well, that's that's why I saw this, and I'm like, okay, well, because I was thinking last week, I'm like, where the hell are they going to get the money for this? Okay, and then lo and behold, this week, two separate articles: one about the idiot parking, and the other one about the idiot tax hikes. God, these people are dumb. Okay, twos. So he puts in the notes, folks. Interlude. I'm like, well, we've never had an interlude before, so I'm kind of curious what what is the interlude that twos has cooked up? Well, twos wants to show you a little bit about what's going on boom oilers right now can you, you can you that? can you make that a little bigger twos there that's a little better okay here let's try it one more time oh mcdavid going to the net oh boom. misses all right yeah. oh yeah. so that's oilers <laughs> right now captain jack on x um we're not gonna get the sound off off this are we i can't hear anything yep, yep. So. great great uh, great observation mm-hmm. yeah dry <laughs> just getting his ass handed to him and just being like yeah fuck you reporter guy 
NHL has just issued new rules for the Islanders versus Sharks game to keep things fair. First to 10, win by two. <laughs> McDavid starting to look like Frank Gallagher from Shameless. There's McDavid and there's Frank Gallagher. McDavid, Gallagher. Oh, look, Jay Woodcroft. Not going to work here no more. All right. And then here's the other stuff that we were going to do but couldn't. Here's here's a, here's an awesome meme. We've got well, shrink, Edmonton shrink 1, this, shrink Vancouver 0. Here, here. A few moments later. Like, th this is what he was working Edmonton on. Edmonton 1, know? Vancouver 3. Well, I couldn't find them on my phone, and I needed to unplug the focus right to tether my phone so that I could oh, pull the pictures goodness. off and get them on. But you I couldn't know. figure out. Okay, here. No, 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 no. How it started. Oh, there's the one you wanted to gloat about last week. How it started and how it's going. <laughs> yeah, blowout after blowout. That's that's what that that is. Let's talk about something else, shall we, folks? Toronto doctor gropes for reprieve. Yeah, we can bring twos back in. That's fine. That's fine, twos. You. you, you this is my neighbor Edmonton, dude. You he realize you realize the flames suck asshole. donkey dick too. I have you bad contract. That? He yeah. has bad contract. You realize I you have realize four head you're coaches not... in four years. He has four head coaches in four years. You know, a, a true. I win hockey fan. game. He cannot. Great success. It's very nice. It's very nice. Oh, man. Okay. I had so, more faith in not dying in this car than I do in the Edmonton Oilers goaltending. There's one of Millhouse. You've got... Let's just got, pull this, um, I just, I just want to pull this for up Thursday. for a second, okay? Okay. I just want to pull this up for a second. A Flames fan ripping on the Oilers, and you're... Okay, all right. After tonight, here's, you're one point here, ahead of us. Here, one point. Another, we both suck. Quote. Okay, all right. All right. So this is, this is a... All right, so we're going to move on now to Toronto Dr. Gropes for Reprieve. I get it, twos. The Oilers All are right, in. And so then, the, and so then the, he the, says, you see the score? Unbelievable. A Toronto doctor who has been suspended three times, including for sexually abusing female patients, has greatly harmed the reputation of the medical profession and is at high risk of losing his license and discipline, Tribunal said Friday. Dr. Havid Perovi was suspended for seven months in September for failing to abide by the conditions on his license, including that he is not seen, uh, not to see female patients without a chaperone approved by the College of Physicians and Surgeons of Ontario. Those conditions, which were imposed as a result of his sexual abuse of four female patients, which led to a six-month suspension in 2016. He was also suspended in 2019 for two months for giving his personal cell phone to a young female patient whom he then dated for over a year. And it's quoted, given your multiple findings of misconduct and their nature, you're at a high risk of having a, your certificate of registration revoked if you appear before this tribunal again and misconduct is found. Twos, can we just admit this is the most insane thing in the world after what we've seen the Medical College of Toronto, of Toronto, of Ontario do to a whole bunch of doctors through this whole thing called COVID? Meanwhile, this guy's out there abusing patients, and it's like, oh, you know, like, uh, do it again, sure. and we'll, we'll, yeah. just, we'll just, you know, At maybe slap you on the wrist. At least he didn't try and prescribe any of them ivermectin. True. Yeah, yeah, he didn't do that. Anyways, this, right? this is the guy right here. I thought we'd bring up the picture of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah this is... 
I mean, it doesn't really matter which way they're trying to go with it. These doctors are trying to just pump your right full of shot after shot. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> You've got doctors that just get fucking banned from Canada, all right? For the most innocuous thing, saying like, well, you know what? I don't know. I'm kind of worried about my patients. What if we should hold off on this? What if we should just kind of take things one step at a time? Meanwhile, this guy literally is fondling breasts and playing with the nipples of the women that he's supposed to be. It, it says it explicitly in the article. In the article, yes. Okay? And they're like, okay, there's been four so far, so we're going to suspend you. Okay? And then there's another one and another one. This is like when you're 18 and you're throwing a party and you're like, but officer, I thought you said you didn't want to have to come back here. All right. And meanwhile, they're like, listen, buddy, we are only going to put up with this like eight more times. So figure your shit out. It is on the other end. Someone's just like, well, you know what? I wonder if I should just, if you can't see, if you can't see what's going on at this point, Right. Like, I mean, with all the doctors getting suspended, getting just ran through the coals and then you read this story and they're like, you know, sir, you do this one more time and we're going to have to remove your license. It's like <sighs> this is the most insane country in the world, dudes. It literally makes zero sense anymore how there isn't a giant revolt. Honestly, they're all a bunch of boobs. Which makes you wonder, like, did this guy try and grab any of them inappropriately? Hope they don't shit on you, Bubbles. Shit on who? Shit hogs. Big, dirty shit hogs. Oilers. <laughs> Zane has commented, Oilers, who is she? Green slush fund full of quicksand. The president and CEO of the Federal Foundation with a billion dollars to spend on environmental technologies has resigned after her organization was the target of a whistleblower complaint earlier this year. In her letter of resignation as the head of Sustainable Development Technology Canada, Leah Lawrence said her departure was prompted by growing criticism of her organization. Quoted, given recent media reports, House of Commons committee testimony and the surrounding controversy, it is clear there has been a sustained and malicious campaign to undermine my leadership she yeah no fucking shit because she sucks under its current agreement with the federal department of innovation science and Eco economic development sdtc has one billion to distribute to small and medium-sized enterprises in the clean tech sector between 2021 and 2026 the amount is set to increase every year and reaching 320 million by 25 2026 during testimony before a parliamentary committee on Wednesday, SDTC Chair Annette Vergeron was sharply criticized for her role in approving $217,000 in funding to her own firm. Some might call mm -hmm. that a conflict of interest, too. I don't know. So Did we just call that another day in government? The she's scandal the CEO yes. of this company who is eligible for grants underneath the organization that she's chair of who is in charge of giving away a billion fucking dollars. And so she looks at it and says, okay, we're going to give money to this company, this company, this company, this company, my company, that company, that company, that company. Twice. There's two separate times that this happened. And nobody spoke up. Nobody said anything. And she didn't say, well, you know what? Maybe it wouldn't be good 
for me to vote in favor of giving my own fucking company $217,000 worth of tax. She talked money. to her lawyer. Her lawyer said it was going to be fine. Yeah. It isn't a big deal. Isn't it fun? Like, you know, it's, it's really interesting. I bet you, I bet you there's nothing on paper about it. I'd be really surprised if a lawyer put something on paper about this, right? It, let alone having it actually happen. Cause they probably would have said it's shady as hell, but no one's ever going to look at it. And weren't expecting anybody to go over it with a fine tooth comb. But I really love that quote you had. It's clear there's been a sustained and malicious campaign to undermine my leadership. Yeah, 37 fucking million people are mad at you and they're the assholes. Get the fuck out of here, you dumb bitch. Uh, a Quebec headline. Fucking Quebec, fucking rest of Canada is a tradition. The federal... Oh. I might have said that wrong. I was supposed to say as is tradition. Oh, as is tradition. The oh, federal... I, I did. We, You wrote it wrong, and I wrote it wrong. Well, there you go, folks. Oh. We we continue a tradition on this show of uh, getting some headlines wrong. The I federal, fucking Quebec. The federal and provincial governments will each invest $900 million over the next four years to accelerate housing construction in Quebec, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and Quebec Premier Francois Legault confirmed Thursday. Legault said federal contributions comes with condition uh, comes without I should I, I want to clarify that without conditions and will help the province build more affordable homes more quickly. The new sum is, is in addition to 3.9 billion already earmarked by the province to build new housing over the next 5 years. Yeah, so it works out to 225 grand per unit which I guess probably isn't too terribly bad, I'm guessing. And then that begs the question, does that include the land, right? I'm guessing it doesn't, but because otherwise it just seems like you're putting together something bare bones. But the whole point is, is that here's another billion fucking dollars going to fucking Quebec. It's interesting. Did you watch that interview with Randy Bissonnel talking to Vicky Kaplos? I have. Randy Bissonnel is the Edmonton MP who's a liberal. Yes. And he's minister of some random fucking shit, too. And so he sat down with Vicky Kaplos, and they were talking about the heat pumps after that whole, well, you know what? If you guys really wanted to have a say in this, you should elect more liberals, right? Uh, they did have a say in it, and they chose not to elect liberals. That was their say in it. And so, anyways, he went up there and just the smarmiest, most self-congratulatory douchebag you could ever imagine and whenever he was he was talking about all these things that he's done for Alberta, and it's, oh, we got funding for this, we got funding for that, we got funding for this, we got funding for that. He basically thinks that the job is being a fucking lobbyist. Here's the difference between the liberals and everybody else. The liberals, they act like when you elect us, if you have a liberal MP, your riding is going to get a bunch of fucking money that used to be yours, that you can have some of it back. Okay, elected liberal MP and your infrastructure projects will get greenlit. It's not we're going to make things run better. We're going to smoothly manage shit. We're going to step back and let you guys take care of things that you know more about. They basically see the MPs as being individual lobbyists for the people in that general vicinity rather than elected representatives. It's a really interesting distinction. And when you watch them in interviews, when they talk about the things that they're doing 
for their constituents, for the country. It's, oh, we're announcing this funding, that funding, whatever. It's just giving away money left, right, and center or pausing things for fucking oil heaters, right? It's it's a really warped view of basically trying to say it. you have to vote for us or your particular part of the country is just going to fall irrevocably behind. You know, I was going to say, tell me how, tell me how you feel about Quebec to, uh, twos, you know, you, you put a headline with Quebec in it it gets them rolling. Liberals consult with consultants on how to reduce consulting costs. This is literally what happened. We're not fucking with you. According to the Canadian parliament, the department of natural resources led by minister Jonathan Wilkinson approved $669,650 for KPMG, nice. the Globe and Mail said in its report. The $1,000 contract involved discussion on how Canadians' tax dollars can be used efficiently and invested in the priorities that matter the most to them. You can't even make this up. Like, this is... This headline, this article, was a fucking joke around the world this week. We paid $700,000 to a consulting company Correct. to tell us how to not spend $700,000 on consulting. Correct. It was okay. money well spent, too. Okay, here's the thing. Like, just imagine that you're KPMG, right? You've got this insane cash cow that is the federal coffers that are ran by the liberals who are idiots, and you get to the point where you're like, okay, well, we charge them for consulting for this, and we consulted for that, and we consulted for something else. And then you're sitting around a boardroom, and you're like, fuck. Like, first of all, we don't even know how we're going to spend all this money. But secondly, this gravy train is going to run out someday, so let's ride it right to the end. Let's get it right down to the, to the ties on this track, okay? Now, how can we fleece them for more money? And then everyone's looking blank. They're like, I don't know. We've we've charged them for everything. What do we even have left at this point? And then some guy at the back corner is going like, why don't we just say that we'll charge them $700,000 to figure out how to not charge them as much money anymore? It just, just, it's the stupidest thing I could possibly think of. Maybe they'll go for it. And then, boom, that's it. Like, it's... You can't even make this up. Every fucking week they do something stupid like this. The I know. And all I get is everything else, though, I will say this is better than the other stuff, though, because at least this one, while being incredibly stupid, wasn't shady shenanigans. I just can't one. believe we haven't figured out a way to get like a hundred grand, ten million out of the government and called it the Tuesday slush fund or something. And they're like, well, what's the slush fund fund? Well, we're making slush that's gonna you know yeah. the cool Tuesday the earth up. and that way you know global warming won't happen yeah, climate change I mean, will be better off without with us doing this and all of a sudden we have all this carbon money. footprint by doing this remotely that's there right should be sure that's that's i I, yep. I don't mind this you know i feel like we could sell it hey i'm just saying ev snowplows send new york back to the drawing board you don't think you don't say just over three years ago, the New York Department... Uh, you know what I like? I like that you threw in an American article because I feel like we've been just absolutely hammering Canada and it's not that hard. And I was down in St. Louis. I got to see uh, Sir Vance Crow and uh, St. Louis Jack. And uh, it's nice that there's there's an article in here just to let them know 
that they're kind of like us? Let's read. Just over three years ago, the New York Department of Sanitation sought several Mack electric trucks to be set up for double duty as part of a goal to become CO2 neutral. New York differs from many cities that is its garbage trucks double as snow removal vehicles when and if required. Actually, it's not that mm, rocket science because Toronto was trying to do it with cement trucks, if yep. you recall. Primar I do recall. Primarily intended to clean streets and remove garbage, one of these Mack trucks has been fitted with a snowplow as part of an experiment. The move has been a failure. The reason was given as a simple lack of power. The plow dragging across the road and the snow buildup in front of it created substantial resistance, you don't say. Moreover, the plow required almost constant movement, eliminating the option for loading pauses. Consequently, the electric vehicle's power supply was insufficient for the demands of the New York winter known for its heavy snowfall. The port further detailed that after nearly two hours, the electric plow had... Uh, electric plow, plow... Can't spit it out here, folks. Had to discontinue the route for recharging. While the truck was efficient for garbage collections, its performance significantly dipped when faced with snow removal tasks. Yeah, it ended up having something like three out of every 24 hours as uptime. So, I mean, it works out pretty well when you compare it to <clears throat> the schedule of a civil servant. But fuck all was getting done, right? And so they just, I, I don't know if they just didn't believe in it hard enough. Maybe they didn't get the memo that this stuff is the future, but it just, it seems as though um, they, they obviously dropped the ball somewhere because we keep hearing again and again that EVs are the way of the future and that you need to power them off of wind and solar. And I, I don't know, like which, where did it fall apart? I, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. They should have had a solar panel as the plow. Is what they should have done. There was another article in there too, though. Do you want the? Uh, I got it here. Here, I'll bring this up. This is Holly Doan from uh, Blacklocks. I uh, almost overwent it. Uh, federal departments are avoiding electric vehicles as too costly, says. NRCAN report of 17,260 government issued vehicles, only 586 or 3% are zero emissions. The government who says that we don't like what did we spend on those first two factories something like 32 billion we promised over the life of them each okay but they didn't even think it through far enough to say maybe we should buy a couple of those cars that we're paying for the production of okay chevy is scaling back their ev production like immensely because they they were losing something like 23,000 US per EV they sold. Every time they sold a car, they would lose $23,000 and they're heavily subsidized, right? So this is this this big clamor towards trying to make these vehicles that just aren't fucking selling. I think their year over year sales are down 20%. It'll be fine too. In the states? Okay. It's like and this is this is what I was saying before when we were talking about these subsidies for these factories. Okay, let us as the consumers like it. We don't have to be in a race to be the people producing them if they've got to be that heavily subsidized. Let our consumers reap the benefits of other countries trying to chase that. Right, or maybe we just got to wait a few years for the technology to actually become good enough that it'll work. For or maybe we just got to stop doing cars. stupid things. Can we just stop doing stupid things? I don't know. Is that even possible?
Is that even humanly possible? I mean, right now the liberals are projected to win something like 50 or 40 some seats. They're right. They're right neck and neck. The polls right now have them neck and neck with their worst showing ever as a party, which was in 2011. So well, maybe we can. Let's let's spread the dis- let's just spread let's just spread the joy, shall we? Saskatchewan mm-hmm. to buy Dubai piece of the pie. The Saskatchewan government is to spend up to seven hundred sixty-five thousand dollars on an event space at a global climate conference in Dubai. An order made public this week includes the price tag for the pavilion at the COP28 conference later this month in the United Arab Emirates. Mm-hmm. The cost, which it doesn't does not include travel, appears appears to be the Saskatchewan Party's government's largest trip expense ever. And I just wanted to tag this in there. Alberta Premier Daniel Smith is also uh, set to attend alongside Alberta Environment Minister Rebecca Schultz and, a and Stephen Gayballs. Yes, and Stephen Gayballs. That's right. Um, so there you go. Everybody's going to uh, the climate COP28. I mean, yeah. 26 was in Scotland. 27 was in Egypt. 28's in Dubai. They're saving the world. If these people actually wanted to take some of this seriously, they would do it over Zoom. But also, it's very telling that it's always in these... Everywhere that you see a climate conference, you have also seen in a spy movie. It's the same thing, right? Like you never see some spy movie where you've got the big letters coming across the screen and it says Moncton, New Brunswick. The swinging or tent. Or Coquitlam or, or Hillmont, Saskatchewan, right? You never see that. It's always got to be Rome or, or Venice or Scotland or Egypt or Dubai. Or Dubai. Right? It's got to be in Abu Dhabi. Can you right? believe they're spending okay. $765,000 on a, an event space? Here's the thing. If... Well, yes, absolutely. My They're actually all idiots. Fair okay. But here's all I'm saying is that if you cannot have a conference in a place that has not been visited by both James Bond and Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible, you need to chill the fuck out a bit, right? Let's let's have one in Thunder Bay, right? You want to care about climate change? Let's just do something easy like that, right? Or Anchorage. Anchorage is a global hub. Can you imagine the year me and twos go to uh, the COP 29? They do put it in like Hillmont, Saskatchewan. Like, of course, when we we decide to go and and cover the events, they put it they put it in summer freezing cold. And it's like this isn't, you know, uh, we have to pay attention to this. You know, we we, we need to pay attention. Can you imagine if we showed up in Dubai? I mean, nothing would get covered, but uh, we would probably have a little bit of fun. Just a little. Oh, that'd be great. You'd just be like, okay, so so those 27 identical armor-plated Mercedes-Benz that you have running on the curb, Mr. Justin fucking Dick Licker Trudeau, why are they all running? Oh, because it's hot here and you need to have them cooled off when you get in them? Why? Wouldn't it make more sense to have, if you've got to worry about the climate of these vehicles as you sit inside all damn day while they run outside like they did in fucking Scotland. Wouldn't it make more sense to have them in a temperate zone? 30 minutes or it's free. In a heartwarming gesture of solidarity, Domino's Pizza, good old Domino's, has stepped up to support the residents of Grindavac who are facing evacuation due to the looming volcanic eruption. 
Domino's will provide relief points for all the pizzas that are needed at any time of the day, said Magnus Halvid Datsun, CEO of Domino's Iceland. Lots of pizzas gone right away. It is simply our duty to help in such a situation. Pizza for the win again, twos. I think it's great. Have you ever been to any places where uh, like they've got kind of those half-assed Dor- not dormant but not active volcanoes where there'll just be some vent coming up and they'll cook pizzas and and ribs and and uh chicken wings and stuff on them can't say i do oh i was at one in in spain once back in the day and it was tasty that that lava roasted pizza it's it's pretty awesome just saying oilers one four one suck it twos all right we're a, oh, we're, we're coming yeah, now yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 we're okay. coming now. All right, hey, okay. Yeah, yeah, coach, we'll, I will we'll agree talk. with Kent right. Erickson here. The coach <clears throat> is a revolving door, and right. I don't know what the Oilers are doing, but they yeah. did get the win tonight. You see the score up there every game? Call- this has been a great episode, folks. I'm so happy that uh, uh, we got to do this. It's been a fun little bit here. I'm so happy Before that Tuz has to get... my wife divorced. <laughs> Ah, mashup 81, where Tuz gets to have a little bit of a revenge on uh, the Oilers making the playoffs and the Flames, uh, as always, sucking it. Um, But, uh, yes, mashup 81, Tuz. I'm sorry. I was quite shameless about it. Not unlike Connor McDavid. (laughs) Thanks for hopping on, folks. Mashup 81 in the books. Uh, You know, it'll be interesting to see here um, what goes on in the coming weeks as we lead closer and closer to Christmas, I might add. Christmas around the corner, just saying. Just saying. No snow here yet either. Knock on wood. Woo! All right, man. Catch up to you next week, week. big fella.